With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Introducing Royal Caribbean's newest ship, Icon of the Seas, the ultimate family vacation. The ultimate six slides, eight neighborhoods, zero compromise vacation. The ultimate never done that, can't wait to do it vacation. The ultimate chillin' by a different pool every day of the week vacation. This is the icon of vacations. Icon of the seas. Arriving in 2024. Book today. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. from NDA Advance Media. Welcome back to the Rutgers Rant. I am joined by both of our Rutgers experts this week, James Cratch, Keith Sargent. Fellas, how's it going? It's good. Going well. Yeah, going well. I, I, know, I thought I was going to be replaced last week, by the way. I mean, you do a podcast without me. And then, yeah. you know, that's the reason why I had to go on a, on a competing podcast because, you know, I had to get my, my fix in. We tried to replace you. Just We failed, but you're back now. So we will have you. Uh, and I we have a lot so to talk about. We have love. <laughs> we have a lot to talk about because I, I feel like with the Big Ten right now that I I I this is like season four of Lost for me. Like I I I'm still watching it, but I have no idea what's going on. If that makes any sense, like you know, <laughs> and I'm not sure that anything's going on. Which is the other part of it. It's just it's become this bizarre story that we're talking about this. I mean, the president's involved. You know, I think the coaches are working behind the scenes to get this thing going, but. As far as actual developments, you know, I, I don't know what's happening. Cratch, I mean, give me a sense where you think this is right now, because it just seems like there's more uncertainty than at any point of this entire process uh, that I can remember. So what I've learned in talking to people today is this is where we are as of Tuesday morning, post Labor Day weekend. <laughs> They are working on plans to restart the season at some point. I think one of those proposals is going to be what got reported about a week or so ago, the idea that they could start at Thanksgiving and kind of split the two semesters. There's also going to be that January 1 plan, you know, where I think a lot of people have always thought that's where it's going to start. And I think there's going to be the Ohio State-Nebraska trademark start camp yesterday, play in mid-October proposal. But – there's no guarantee. Everything that's going on right now is in a vacuum between coaches and ADs who just say, oh, well, we can play. We watch it. I turn the TV on and people right. are playing. We can do it too. That doesn't mean the 14 presidents and chancellors are going to agree with them and say, yes, sure, let's start practice tomorrow. Even though I ran through the – I think of the 11 schools that supposedly voted no, I think every one of those campuses either has no kids on campus or some sort of outbreak. Right. But yes, those yeah. people are going to change their minds, you know, on a snap of a hat, and they're going to play football in a couple of weeks. Right. Especially when we, as we've discussed before, the the two people running the Michigan schools are are have, have degrees in in epidemiology and uh, and you know virus uh, and stuff like that. So it's hard to it's hard to imagine that that's going to change. Sorry, and what I, I mean, I I get what. Kratz said about people are turning on TV and watching football. And that's, I mean, every time it happens, you know, the Twitter blows up with, how do you feel now, Big Ten? 
but you know, there've been some comments. It's interesting what the big tw- what's happening in the big 12 now where, you know, Bowlesby, the commissioner at league just flat out said we could find ourselves in the same situation as the big 10 and pac 12 later in the year. A- a- and after a TCU's game against SMU was canceled, pretty much said that that's not going to be the last one to be canceled. So I, while there is some positive stuff out there with college football, there's still a lot of negativity. Yeah, let's go back to, uh, first off, let's stop doing the armchair quarterback that the Big Ten made a uh, bad decision. The only thing that maybe the Big Ten uh, screwed up on was announcing its schedule initially where it said September 5th was going to be the startup date. If you go back, this past weekend should have been the day when, when Rutgers was playing Nebraska. Like you said, Steve, there's been eight games already nationally that have been canceled around the country. So, you know, we knew that Rutgers wasn't going to be able to start September 5th. We, you know, Maryland now, you know, has had an outbreak, uh, several others. So going, going to your point, Bob Bowlesby did say that he, it's not like he was uh, gave an overly optimistic view. The big 12 is still planning on playing, but you know, he talked about, you know, that, that he said the scientists we've talked to, have told us to expect for COVID to, to extend into two years, indicating that the impact could uh, well last into 2021. This was according to, to our, our, our good buddy, Dennis Dodd of CBSSports.com. Right. Point being, it really doesn't sound like anyone is, is, is diving in and expecting this to be uh, you know, a, a season without interruptions. Of, you know, going to the initial question whether or not the Big Ten is going to reverse course, I'm with Cratch. I mean, I don't see – you know, some of these, uh, the presidents and, you know, who, you know, who, who get paid the big bucks to protect their, their, their students overall, when they see that their general student population is not on campus, all of a sudden giving the green light to, to, to play football. I will say the one, the one real development, and I don't know what it's going to mean in the long term, the fact that the Pac-12 now has a deal with a daily coronavirus testing company to provide the testing that they believe you know, when they get back to the point where they can play. And in, and in several states out in, you know, California and Oregon, they're not even allowed to play out there. You know, I think that's going to be – that's the kind of development that at least is a real thing, Sarge. I mean, you agree on that? I, I agree. I mean, that's been, you know, one of the things that Barry Alvarez talked about initially where you just can't get these results right away, where if you have to wait, you know, 24 to 48 hours for, uh, for, for, for the test, you just you, – you can't go forward. Even if you test on Friday, you just can't – can't can't get the results back in time. The the problem is, you know, testing. You know, everyone talks about testing, and it's important. But you know, if if the testing shows a result, and you know that that you know players you know have it, it's not going to prevent an entire offensive line for for you know Nebraska or right. for Rutgers or for any of these other schools from getting it, and then all of a sudden completely wipes out your depth chart. That's that's going to be the issue. Is is it's still out there. The virus is yeah. still out there. We've seen on, on, on these campus outbreaks that it, it's still out there. And um, it's just, you know, it doesn't seem like, you know, it's going away on, on these college campuses anytime soon. Right. And, and, and cracks nothing about a Thanksgiving restart or even before that changes the, 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 the main concern. The reason they did this was because they didn't know what the virus might do to young people. I mean, they, all the heart questions about the heart issues, questions about long-term effects on, on, on the lungs. You know, I, it, they, it, we all understand now that obviously young people are not stricken with this the same way people with pre-existing conditions and older people are, but the science is still not there. And, and does anything about that change before Thanksgiving? No, I, I don't think so. I, I mean, I, I think 
that I do think by the end of this week, you, we should have the Big Ten kind of setting a course of this is what we want to do. I think they have to do that, you know, or right. else this is going to continue to spiral out of control. But just because they say, hey, we, we think we can play at Thanksgiving doesn't mean that they're necessarily going to do that. I think it's going to be sort of the same thing. You know, for better or worse, if they say, hey, we're going to play at Thanksgiving, that's what? Two, basically two and a half months for the ACC, the Big 12, and the SEC to fall off the rails, at which point they'll say, we're not going to do this. But the last thing I'll say is, you know, I, I covered the – I know a lot of people say, well, if it's so dangerous, why are Army and Navy playing? There's no coronavirus at Army or Navy. That's – it's not that it's dangerous to play football right now. It's that you don't know about this virus. And there are some schools where the virus isn't there. You can right. – you don't have to worry about house parties at West Point in Annapolis. You have to worry about house parties everywhere else. That's why they're playing and the Big Ten and the Pac-12 are not. Right. So, so it was a great line. Someone said that it isn't college football that's the problem. It's college that's the problem. Exactly. Which, which is true. Uh, Sarge, give me your best guess. Where do, you see the, where do you see the thing going in the next week, the next month, the next two months? Well, before I get into my best guess, I, I just want to give the, the, our listeners, a, you know, a snapshot of we're doing this on Zoom, right? And, you know, Cratch, you know, he did cover the Army game. We saw it all over Twitter. He's wearing a West Point shirt. That, it oh, is did you get your, bold, did you get yeah. your uh, Sylvanier West Point shirt, uh, you know, in the mail? I, I'm still waiting for mine. I don't no, know. no, I've had this for a while. Honestly, I just happened to throw it on. Oh, it just happened to throw it on. I said, yeah, it, it, yeah, I can hear, I can hear the, 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 the marching band in the background of Cratch's apartment right now <laughs> playing the Army fights. <laughs> no band, no band there. They only had the, the spirit band in, in, in the corner, in the end zone. That's sad. That is sad. But he did, that's funny. The crash, you, you, were, you were at a college football game. I know. I was there. Exciting. It happened. Yeah. <laughs> it happened. Yeah, it was, um, it was, it was like I, the way I, I wrote something that's going to be on NJ.com at some point. Um, the way I would equate it was it was like you were living in a painting that was 75% of the way complete. Like you, you could tell what it's supposed to look like. Right. It just wasn't all there. You know, the, the football was there, um, you know, having your temperature taken, you know, wearing a mask. That really wasn't that weird. But what was weird was just like, you know, no pageantry, you know, no tailgating. The Corps cadets did, you know, did their best to be excited, but it just wasn't the same. You know, having 38,000 people, the season, the stadium fits, having basically 5,000 there. It just, there just was something that's not, right about it right right and mikey is one of the best places to watch a college football game when all of that's happening when you've got the march and the parade you get there early just that beautiful scene of hudson river you know i, I mean i guess part of it's there but you're right if it's without without the pomp and circumstances it's really not college football no it's not it's not it's it's better than the alternative which is nothing which is what the big 10 has but there's right. just something missing all right, Sarge, you, we, before we went off on our little uh, extolling the virtues of Cratchy's favorite, favorite military academy, where do, you see, where do you see this going, Sarge, in the coming, coming weeks and months? I, I think it's going to be post-Thanksgiving, and um, I, I just don't see them trying to, to – to, I see, obviously, you know, coaches want to play. You know, there are segments of players who want to play, but by that same token, there are also segments of, of players who, who are opting out. You know, not just – you know, I mean, you're, you're seeing in the ACC and the Big 12, you know, some top players are opting out. And also, I'll say this, too. I've said this all along. Silence is deafening. You know, you're, for, for as many of the Ohio State, Nebraska, Jim Harbaugh is out there talking, even though his president, you know, vote, clearly voted uh, to not play. You know, Jim Harbaugh is out there. Of course, the coaches want to play. But, you know, by the same token, you're not hearing anything out of Minnesota. You know, you're not hearing anything out of Rutgers. You're not hearing anything out of Maryland, Northwestern, a lot of these other schools that are just, you know, of course, their coaches want to play. There's a segment of players who want to play. All that being said, 
I think we'll probably get a, you know, a, maybe a post Thanksgiving uh, for football, basketball as well. Um, maybe some of the other fall sports as well. The thinking there is, is that if most of these colleges are, are, are sending their kids home uh, Thanksgiving, they've already ma- made those uh, decisions that there won't be that many uh, uh, kids on campus at that point, And that maybe that that'll be the best uh, chance to have, you know, whatever type of bubble that they can have that, you know, if, if you don't have that many students on campus then you know, that, that it should be as safe as possible for the athletes. So then it, you, so the same plan that we talked about, a month ago where it would be starting up in January. I mean, post Thanksgiving is pretty wide open. If you're going to start, I mean, if you're going to start the week after Thanksgiving, you might as well just start sit next semester and play the seven mm-hmm. games. I mean, it, Cratch, do you agree with that? Do you think that we're, we're still at the same point where the most likely scenario is we're not playing college football in the big 10 until 2021? I still think that's the most likely scenario, just because if you're going to play post Thanksgiving, and I tweeted this out to our Rutgers, you know, Sports Insider subscribers. Why not just play on the start the first week in November, play six division games, Big Ten title games. Everyone keeps saying you have to play in October so you can be in the college football playoff. There's no rule that says you have to play X amount of games to be in the college football playoff. In theory, oh, the Big Ten could start on Thanksgiving weekend. They have four weeks before the playoff is set. They could set, rig the schedule so Ohio State plays Penn State, Michigan, and Wisconsin, and someone else. And then they could say, well, this team's 4-0. They just beat the hell out of everybody in front of them. Put them in the playoff at 4-0. And, and so, you know what? If the college football playoff has to decide between Ohio State and, like, God forbid, letting UCF or Cincinnati in – I think they're going to be be an easy choice. You're absolutely right. But I still don't, I just can't. Again, so many, we talked about so many things have to happen and it's just, people forget like all of these people sending what like legend, you just said earlier that legislators from from what state Ohio were sending Uh, the various Midwestern, you know, that's another thing too. It's, it's becoming a massive political issue. And I just, you know, you, you, this is not to get political, but what would be the outcry be if the if the the perception is that the Big Ten is now playing football because Donald Trump made them, yeah, or that well, he's giving them tests from the strategic national stockpile to play football? That opens a whole new set of issues. Yep, and that would be people, and that would be people walking out. Uh, some some athletes perhaps wouldn't be happy with that. I mean, yeah, yeah, you could you can imagine just the scenario. Yeah, that 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 would bring. It's a great point. It's amazing that it's become this political issue. And again, we talked about it last week, but the idea that the Big Ten is the one that we are that 90% of the conversation is being focused on for making the cautious decision. Whereas, I mean, you're seeing what's happening in the SEC and, and all these campuses in, North, in ACC, North Carolina, where they have all these cases and they're not the ones under scrutiny to me. It's still just a remarkable state of where this country is. Sarge? <laughs> I thought we were at the... I thought we were at the one yard line, by the way, it, you know, if we we're at the one yard line, it, you know, I think it was Dana O'Neill, a few others, uh, you know, uh, you know, to steal their line. We're at the one yard line. There's only 99 yards to go. So yeah, which, which one yard line? Yeah. <laughs> but it, you know, nothing surprises me when we, when, when we, uh, when, when it turns political, because this whole thing has, you know, from, from, from the get go has been, has been you know, politicized. So I just, you know, it's depressing. Um, it's depressing when, when you can't have like just a uniform where, where, you know, the big 10 gets criticized for, for having a lot of really, really smart people make the decision, you know, to, to say, you know what, maybe we shouldn't be playing football when our general, uh, student population, uh, most of them are not on campus. 
you know, all of a sudden that becomes a political issue. You know, I guess that's where we're at in the country. All right. So let's let's shift gears a little bit to just what's happening now at Rutgers. And I thought it was interesting. Uh, Tyquan Underwood's Twitter feed. They were having a birthday party for I can't I can't remember which receiver. Shank. Yes, Christian. So that at least shows you that there are Rutgers football athletes in a place where they are together and can have cake. That's is that a good sign? I mean, do we do we know what's happening, Cratch, overall about when they're going to resume workouts? About you know, is there is there a plan coming into focus with what how how Greg Channel plans to use this time? anything at all you can tell us yeah so i the once the season was kind of canceled so that craig sent them home for a couple weeks that the team is now back on campus because classes have begun you know i don't know how many of them are in, in person classes probably not many but the athletes are at least allowed to be on campus they've got i believe the ncaa rules they have 12 hours a week of you know workouts weightlifting film study they can't wear pads and then basically you know when we talked to greg last after they they canceled the season he kind of indicated he didn't want to share too much of what they're going to do because he thought there would be a competitive advantage that Rutgers could find and what they do but but basically it seems like they are it's almost like a, a hybrid of like an off-season program and, and a walk-through situation and they kind of just are minding their time until there's a plan put in place whether it's you know the miracle October plan whether it's Thanksgiving weekend, whether it's January in a, in a dome somewhere in the Midwest to have a season. And I think at that point, they'll kind of regroup and develop what they're going to do going forward. So, so we won't know for a while is what you're saying. Exactly. what the- I, I don't think so. I mean, I, I think you might see some movement this week, but I, I, I think it remains to be seen whether the movement's going to happen all at once or the movement's literally going to be whether we, ratify this does the miracles happen right, they're, they're right. playing football in october or the president gonna say stop with the nonsense guys we'll get back to you when we get back to you sarge do you have a sense of what just what is what, what is it like now at the rack or at the at the hail center or around the, around campus Rutgers facilities i mean have you gotten a mood from anybody just just a feel for you know uh, what people are thinking how they feel about this anything yeah, uh, there's serious uh, nervousness, and and that stems from you know not having um, you know sports right now, not not having the games that they you know you have to understand that you know it's all hands on deck come come fall like everyone you know even if you don't work for football you know you're still involved in football so marketing and ticket people right. people and and fundraisers they're all focused in, on, on that Saturday game day so without football. You know, without, you know, being able to, to, to fundraise, be able to market, be able to sell tickets, you know, there's a lot of nervousness. There's no, no question. We've talked about the potential for fur- furloughs. There's already been, um, you know, it's, it's just everyone's, you know, and it's boredom too. Uh, you know, I, I, I've talked to, you know, some of the, other, you know, some other people in, inside and, and they're just looking for stuff to do. And, and, you know, you, you, you can imagine like, you know, we're, 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 we're scrounging. I mean, as sports writers, we're, we're, we're looking for stuff, <laughs> to, stuff to cover. Huh? So, yeah. you know, and they're in the same boat, um, you know, whether, you know, you're a ticket person or a marketing or, or fundraiser or any of them, you know, they're just, you know, kind of like everyone else. They're, they're looking at the, uh, the news that's coming out and, you know, a lot of them are, 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 are pretty depressed about it. 
Depressing indeed. All right, let's take some questions from our friends at Rutgers Insider. Again, nj.com backslash text. We thank you guys for sticking with us. And it's been, uh, it's been a great, uh, great to build relationships with you folks on our Rutgers Insider platform. Okay, this is, a, this is the first question. It's more of a comment, but it really, it just really struck the right chord for me. Uh, can you talk about how crazy it is that rather than press our government to solve the problem of COVID-19, like literally everywhere else in the world, we have instead bent ourselves backward trying to figure out ways to live with this, like it is some new reality. If people want football back on the field, we could just do what epidemiologists have been saying for literally half a year now. Yeah, that, you know, that kind of sums it up. I don't have anything else to add to that. Uh, Cratch? I guess on one hand, it's just, yeah, I really can't sum it up any better than that. It's just, it is what it is. You know? like, it is what it is. That's, the, that's the bottom line is that for all this talk about, you know, these political, I mean, it's the coronavirus. Like, I don't think the Big Ten presidents got in a room and said, like, let's just lose billions of dollars right. and yeah. have to furlough and lay everyone off because, you know, we're snowflakes. Like, that's not how it works. It's just, it, it's amazing to me how this is all spun so out of control yep. um, on the Big Ten. And, and the biggest thing, I've said this before, is that this is a, a conference that has always valued and thumped its chest about its academic might and its research prowess. And now it's like doctor shopping. It's like, well, I mean, our doctor said this, but the SEC's doctors... Right. Like when, when was the last time a Big Ten school was like, well, let, let's go see what West Virginia thinks about this very important health matter before we move on? It is, it is amazing. And it's not, you know, again, it's not just Big Ten football. I mean, my, my kids are going, to be, are going to be trying to do school from my dining room table again. I mean, it's just a frustrating case in the entire thing in the country right now. It's just uh, aggravating beyond belief. All right, another question. Uh, you know, um, I want you guys to interview slash talk about Sir Yacht. I thought that was good. <laughs> and it just speaks to the ridiculousness of what's going on. Like people are getting their information from what appears to be an anonymous, like an anonymous fan account. I mean, and believing the stuff that they're reading. I mean, what, it, that just, there's just so much misinformation and nonsense out there that, I mean, who is Sir Yacht? Anybody know? You know, Sarge? It's just, uh, no, I mean, it's kind of where we're at in society. That I mean, the person, I shouldn't say if, if, if it's a you know, guy or, or a woman, you know, the person has a lot of followers. So, I mean, you, you, know, you know, it's not verified, it's not a member of the media, but somehow, some way, it could be a booster at, you know, at a school, somehow, some way. And I don't know, speaking, you know, I could speak, you know, for myself, but I take it all serious. I mean, you know, I mean, you know, who knows if that person has, you know, some sort of source in, you know, in, in the Ohio State Athletics Department or the Michigan Athletics Department, maybe, may, may you know, the person, you know, is plugged in enough to, to know what's going on. Um, all that being said, I mean, I think Cratch kind of debunked it. I think a lot of other credible media members kind of debunked, you know, the possibility of, of, a, of a Friday announcement. I mean, Friday came and went, you know, and, and I, I don't think there was any announcement, you know, that uh, that I could have missed it. I don't know. I don't think there was an announcement that the Big Ten's back. I was hoping you were going to say that, you know, I've known Sir Yacht for years. He's one of my sources. I just call him Yacht. I don't need to call him Sir Yacht, you know, to me. <laughs> so I guess I'm, I just pulled up Sir Yacht is a sports content creator and co-host of the Yacht Club pod. I see. So it seems yeah. like, look, I, I don't know Sir Yacht's actual, yeah. you know, 
Christian name, but it seems like he's a guy who, a young young guy who, you know, works in some sort of content creation in Ohio. But I think Sarge is right. Like, you, you never know with these things. And, like, my, my two biggest takeaways is that I think we talked about this during the Shiana coaching search. You have to kind of differentiate between you're getting information in between what's, what people are telling you that's happening and what people are telling you that they want to see happen. Right. So I think that's the big issue here. For the record, if I get bumped on next week's pod, guys, I'm going to go on his pod uh, going yeah. forward. Wow, yeah, you're going to go on the Yacht Pod. Yeah. So, like, that like <laughs> if I'm invited, I don't know if I'll even be invited after kind of, you know, dismissing him. Yeah. I would say Sarge is 100% correct. It's entirely possible that Sir Yacht is talking to someone who is real and would actually know something about the Big Ten. But I think the thing you have to kind of caution yourself with here is that the ADs and the coaches can come up with all the plans they want and talk all they want. It's the 14 suits that run the schools that have to vote yes or no. And they don't have any say. Well, I mean, just from a records level, I mean, we've gone on message boards and seen people and all message board handles are all, all anonymous, right? We've seen, you know, stuff come out of message boards, not, not now, but like, you know, in general t- times that, that, you know, all of a sudden, you know, news breaks that way, you know, so Twitter is no different. So an anonymous Twitter handle could uh, conceivably, you know, break news like that. I mean, it's not out of the realm. It's just, you know, speaking for, for this one, it just doesn't seem like there was any credibility whatsoever. I've been told they get all my comments from the message boards. So all my columns from the message boards. <laughs> that's, so that's true. That's, that's we all true. do. Yeah, we all do. All right. Uh, another comment from Rutgers Insider. I saw something on the internet about 11,000 confirmed cases across 15 college campuses, but none of the cases required hospitalization. So is that kid that is alignment in Indiana, a very rare situation. Obviously, there was a story that there's alignment from Indiana who, who was in the hospital because of uh, coronavirus. Uh, and does that and how does that impact the path forward? So I guess the question is really, if these kids are back to the same point, if these kids aren't getting sick, does it, does it change the dynamic? I, I think that, you know, my thought was, it's just, I, as we know how this thing spreads, it's not just that they're not getting sick, it's that they can give it to their professor or their grandmother, Sarge. I mean, does that kind of how you feel about how you feel about that one? Well, I mean, that's what we've been saying all along, right? And just talking about the Rutgers uh, outbreak, you know, we've done enough reporting now that that we can say that, you know, it was, you know, one of the, uh, you know, the worst strains, uh, so to speak, that 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 they could have. There's a reason why so many players got it. Um, our understanding, I think if there was a player in the, ho- in the hospital, we would have known it. That being said, there were players who had, you know, serious flu-like symptoms, right? Mm-hmm. So the one thing that we, we keep on going back is the long-term effects, right? I mean, the long-term effects on the heart, on the lungs, on, you know, on, on, on the brain, uh, you know, on, on all of it. No one really knows. It's still a novel uh, virus. And to your point, you know, just the whole reason why we ma- wear, wear masks is to, uh, you know, to, to be unselfish and, and to protect others when it comes, when it comes to this. Because like you said, you know, if, if I get it, yeah, I'm probably going to survive it. You know, people under the age of 50, you know, un- under the age of 60, probably we've seen enough data that, 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 that uh, know that people aren't dying. But that being said, you know, there's a, there was a greater sense of, of, of trying to protect, uh, you know, people, you know, in society overall. All right, another another question then. I'm not sure this is true, but we'll find out now if you guys know it's true. What do you think of Shano kicking all of the other sports teams out of the Hale Center? Every sports team except football is now working out of the APC. Uh, do you guys hear that one? Is that is that in fact the case now? Because I know soccer was in there. Like some other teams had offices, small offices in the building. Has that changed? 
uh, so let's just go back to you know a couple months ago you know he does not he didn't want anything to do with the health center as far as long term so right. uh, but i do know that you know in in general terms uh the you know the, the two soccer programs the two lacrosse programs um and and the women's tennis program all share space in there so um when it comes to the weight room when it comes to you know just be, being on the bottom floor you do have a lot more athletes it would wouldn't be out of the realm of possibility to actually move some of, of, you know, spread their athletes around, especially if the general student population isn't on campus, it would kind of make sense to, to kind of spread the athletes around as much as possible. But they don't have offices in the, in the APC, do they? I mean, what, and and the, other, the other building is not, uh, not done yet, correct? The Rodkin uh, building is supposed to be done in late, uh, in early uh, 2021, January or so. Okay. But that's, okay. yeah, that, that, that'll be for, for lacrosse and, 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 and the soccer programs. Right. Yeah. Interesting. All right. And the, the second part of that question is, do you think that Rutgers having 30 players and coaches test positive for coronavirus was one of the reasons that the Big Ten decided to postpone football? I, I, mean, I don't think there's any question that, uh, you know, it certainly had to impact one vote. Uh, you know, <laughs> President Jonathan Holloway. Uh, Crouch, what do you think? Is it what, did the, what happened at, in Piscataway one of the reasons why they got this? I think it was one of the reasons. I don't think it was like the only, I don't think it was like, oh, Rutgers had this outbreak. We must shut it down. But I think it was a whole combination of issues. I, I think that the Northwestern situation actually impacted them greatly. I mean, Northwestern had to shut their entire program down for a couple of days for one false positive, it turned out. And I think that kind of spoke to the idea of this is going to be really difficult to do. And I think we've seen that so far with Austin P having a, some poor kid who's not a long snapper have to long snap on national TV because the three, one, two, and three long snappers on the depth chart aren't available. Texas State playing a football game with no tight ends. They've yeah. got backup linemen playing tight end. You know, TCU, the big, you know, when the TCU SMU game got postponed or canceled, the, the Big 12 came out and said they didn't meet their criteria, which means TCU either didn't have 53 healthy kids or non-quarantine kids to play, or they only had like four linemen or one quarterback. So I think that was just as big, uh, not as big of an issue, but they also was the issue of it's just going to be very difficult contact tracing to keep people on the field. Amazing. It really is. All right. Uh, two, two late arriving questions. If the Big Ten plays some semblance of a season starting in October, will Rutgers be one of the teams that doesn't play? Sarge, is there any chance that the Big Ten plays on without with Rutgers deciding no thanks? I, I have no real sourcing on this. <laughs> Crash might be able to <laughs> it's weigh all speculation. in. Well. I mean, come on. It is. It, it, it is. I do think that because of, of the noise that we're hearing from Nebraska, Ohio State, and um, you know, may, maybe even like Jim Harbaugh, Penn State as well, uh, that at some point, if they just throw up their uh, hands and say, you know what, we will do the, make the unprecedented move of saying, you know, of, of letting the conference uh, uh, schools uh, um, figure it out individually. If Ohio State wants to compete for a national championship and play on October 10th, feel free. If Rutgers or Maryland uh, don't want to, then, then, then uh, you don't have to. That being said, the issue with that, and you know, going back all the way to the summer, the reason why the Big Ten wanted to be united is because it looks awful from a branding, from a recruiting standpoint. If you have six or seven Big Ten schools 
opt out, you know, how is that going to impact you long-term? I mean, you know, you think James Franklin won't be using that against Greg Schiano long-term that why would you go to Rutgers? I mean, they, they, they opted out of, of playing the 2020 season. So that's the reason why, yeah, I don't think you can do it, but you know, you hear all this noise and, you know, it's clearly the lines have been drawn in the sand. We know the schools that, that, that want to play and we know the schools that don't. Cratch gun to your head. You fought, you have followed this closer than, than anybody. If you had to give me the votes right now, it was a, reportedly 11 to 3 to postpone. So we know the three. Do they have any more votes? I mean, get, go, go through it for me. Can, can, they get to, can they get to the votes they need? So we'll, we'll go around the league. Maryland and Rutgers, I don't think, are necessarily like gung-ho. We must play football now. I bet you Penn State, Penn State would vote yes, because I think the Penn State president has probably seen enough of his fan base to realize he needs to vote yes. I think Michigan and Michigan State are the complete wild cards because you've got the, you know, people say the governor is against it, but yet they're bringing high school football back in the state. You have the, the presidents who have a background in this, but you got Jim Harbaugh leading basically a protest on campus <laughs> over the weekend. Uh, I would say Northwestern Illinois, I would think that, they're on the fence. They're not looking to necessarily play. Uh, Purdue, Mitch Daniels has come out of Purdue and said he, you know, he said a week ago he stood by his vote, his decision. It's not – you just can't do it right now. I don't think Indiana would go – I assume Indiana and Purdue would probably be together. So it's going to be very difficult. You know, Wisconsin has a, a serious outbreak developing on its campus. And their chancellor, you know, she said she might send everyone home. So I think that's a, 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 a school with a lot of power. And we, we know Barry Alvarez, his public comments before the decision was made to cancel the season, he sounded like a guy who really didn't think they could play football this fall. Right. So I think that's a big school with a lot of power that I think is leaning towards no. So I, they might have – five or six, four, five, six votes now, but they need nine. And I think it's going to be very difficult for them to get those nine votes to have a nine, five decision to play football. And so we're stuck. What happens next? When's the next bit of news going to come out? I was, I would think at some point by the end of the week, I, look, I, I know there were people reporting there was going to be a vote on Friday or Saturday or it's Monday. I think by the end of the week, there probably will be some sort of, I would think some sort of, declaration one way or the other i still think it's going to be we're definitely not playing football guys like ohio state nebraska please move on right but it could you know maybe there is a miracle i i just look back to the fact that all these campuses are having issues of some level and the iowa ad who's you know iowa's right in this thing even though they're literally become the hot spot in the nation iowa ad saying we need a miracle to play in october what are we talking about wild sarge any final thoughts to log us off with yeah i uh the one thing going back to the Pac-12 news, the Pac-12 commissioner did indicate that they won't make any moves without it, – it really did seem like the Pac-12 and the Big Ten are going to be aligned. So maybe trying to reignite it. But um, if we see some movement out of Pac-12, I, I would think that the Big Ten will probably be in line with them. I agree with Crash. I, I think it's going to be really hard to get you know some of these schools to, to change their votes. Ultimately, it's going to come down to that med- uh, the Big Ten medical task force and – yeah, it's just going to be difficult to, to, to get those nine votes. I predict that we'll be talking about this same topic in the same way uh, in two weeks when we have another podcast. Until then, Sarge Kratz, thanks, guys. Thanks to all the Rutgers Insider people, and thanks to everyone else who listened. Uh, have a good week. Hey, 